Welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn, author, entrepreneur, truck driver, and forward thinker. On today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about credit. I want to talk about why it's important to have credit, talk about some of the things that you can do to essentially help boost your credit, and I also want to talk about some of the things that you should essentially use your credit for and some of the advantages that come along with having good credit, right? So I want to start off by saying one of the things that I heard when I was younger is something that my father told me, and that was that, you know, good credit is better than money, or having credit is better than having money. And when he told me this, at the time, I wasn't essentially in a position to really understand what it was that he was talking about because I didn't understand what he meant when he said, you know, credit is better than money. But as I got older, I was really able to really understand what it was that he was talking about. And I also could tie it into the same thing as a person's reputation because I'm sure each one of us has heard maybe at one time or another a good reputation is, or a person as good as gold. Right, a person he or she is good as gold, and that's the same thing as credit. It's the same thing because it shows that a person it has displayed a level of trustworthiness, a level of loyalness, and essentially, you know, the person isn't gonna lie about something. If they say they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it. You know, if we agree to a we if we agree to the terms. Um, unless an unforeseen event occurs, I understand that this person is going to be the person that that it says that they are. And so from a reputation standpoint, you get a reputation from other people. And the same thing goes for credit. Your credit is established by other entities, um, from bank loans, from credit cards, from you know, certain utilities and things that, that that you have. And lenders are able to go out to these particular institutes and say, hey, let me get a report. And they give a report. And then with that report, they're able to look and say, okay, well, this person is trustworthy. All right, we'll let them borrow the money. The same thing if a person says, hey, somebody approached me about doing some business. Do you know them? Oh, yeah, he or she, man. Yeah, they great. We did business together. Man, yeah, this is a good look for you, right? It's the same thing. So just so just look at it like that. And if you have a good reputation, you know, you should have a good credit score, at least. Obviously, of course, unforeseen events occur. And obviously, other things, you know, occur as well. But everybody has a credit score, right? All humans all businesses, all municipals, heck, the United States of America has a credit rating, right? And they use, they utilize their credit rating for investments. They sell debt to to us as Americans, and they sell debt to other countries. And they utilize that money to potentially go and do other things to maybe make more money. So that's one of the things that, you know, you could think about. So when you really sit back and you think about, you know, how well, how can I start credit? Because one thing that I noticed when I was a little bit younger, used to go to the mall. And a lot of times they would say, hey, do you want to sign up for a credit card or something of that nature? And it's a store card. And so I know at least, you know, I know people that, yeah, they took that offer and that was their first credit card. And the thing about it is, is that 
you were tied to that particular store. And you may have didn't get a high credit limit, but you were tied to that store. So that was a good way of establishing credit. But it also seemingly gave you something that you couldn't use multiple times during the the month. Or maybe you could. It just depends on how often you may have went to the store, right? Depends. But if you didn't go to the store often, then it did it became an hit a hindrance, right? And so what ends up happening later on in life or something like that, something may happen. So let's take for Sears, for instance, right? So just say we know that Sears has been closing stores. So say, for instance, you have a Sears, a Sears card. Now, obviously, you can still order online. You know, you can still do that, you know, seemingly. But let's just say, for instance, if you were used to going in the store to Sears and now the store is closed. And what if, for instance, you say, well, I, you know, Sears doesn't have anything else that I want. So what's going to end up happening is if that was your first card, if you end up getting it canceled, it actually becomes a detriment, right? It actually puts a negative on your credit score. And also one of the main things that is tied into your credit score is your credit history. So if you go out and you cancel your, you cancel your longest standing card, then that, that's a knock, Right. And then. Again, that hurts your credit score, you know, so the thing about it, if is your first credit, if I give anyone some advice, your first credit card or, or whatever, or if you get a secure you know, loan or something like that, make sure that let's just let's just stick the card first because that's the subject of all. So just make sure your first credit card, just make sure it's something universal. Right. Just make sure that you can use it in multiple places because in the event that you say, hey, I don't want to shop there anymore or something like that. And then, hey, I'm going to go ahead and cancel this card. Then it's going to hurt you. Right. Now, obviously, of course, you can build it back up. But the purpose here is to have a strong credit history. Right. The, that's the main thing you want to do, because your credit history essentially is one of the the biggest things that ties into your credit score, right? Your credit history, because they want to know, well, how long has this person had credit? And so if your oldest card is seven years old and your next oldest is, is three and you get your seven-year card, you know, you cancel it, then it goes from your oldest card being seven years old to your oldest card being three. And so that potentially makes the lender look at you completely different because it's like, okay, well, this person is essentially relatively new to credit based on what it is that they have there. So your first card should be a regular credit card, one that you can use anywhere. You can use it for gas. You can use it for Go to the store. You can do all of that. So if someone asks you, hey, would you like to sign up for a car? You say, nah, I already have a card. I don't want too many cars or whatever like that. Because you should think in the back of your mind. It may, it may come a time where I may not want to shop here anymore. Or it may become a time where this particular place shuts down. Because, you know, that's essentially what's happening. Like JCPenney, Sears, and things like that, you know, things are occurring that are forcing them to shut down. And so if you have one of those cards and you no longer can access that store, then you just have a card for no reason, right? So that's, I mean, that should be the first thing that you that you should do. And, you know, for individuals that, 
you know, have bad credit. People say, well, you know, how, how can I get credit started? You know, I, I need I need such and such for this. And again, like I say, we're in the information age, so a lot of these questions can be answered with a with a with a Google search. But sometimes <clears throat> people want you to tell them, you know, personally, right? Someone asks you a question. Cause I know for, for me, I had some friends, you know, well, that's, they're, they're still my friends to this day. Some guys that I met when I first started uh, driving. And, you know, sometimes, you know, depending on how close you get with people, people, you know, they kind of let you in on, you know, what they have going on. And so, you know, essentially he was just telling me that, yeah, man, my credit got, you know, messed up, you know, when I was younger, you know, I was doing some things and this, that, and the third. And, you know, dang, man, you, you know, you got a good credit score, man. How, you know, how do you do it? And really, I don't really have an answer to that, you know, to that question because it's really, it's kind of like a mentality. It's a mindset. And some people can handle credit and some people can't, right? Some people can and some people can't. Because I, I'll quote Dave Ramsey somewhat because one of the things that he said was that when you pay for something with a credit card or something of that nature, you don't necessarily, you're not too concerned with the the balance, right? You're not necessarily concerned with the balance. So let's take a scenario, but let's have two different outcomes. So let's say you go out to eat and the waiter brings you the, the bill and the bill is $100. So if you're paying it with your credit card, your mindset is like, okay, well, you know, I got to the end of the month or or whatever, I can pay maybe $5 on it, $20 or whatever it is. I can pay it on it. I can pay it over time. So you, you said you give them the credit card unconsciously. But if they bring it to you and it's $100 and you're paying for it cash, you're looking and you're like, man, because you got to give that $100 right then and there. Right. You got to give it right then and there. And so your brain in, interprets interpret <laughs> your brain gathers those feelings differently. So the thing that <clears throat> I really took away from that is that I should look at me swiping a credit card the same way as I look at if I'm giving it straight cash. Right. I should look at it not from the standpoint that. I can pay it back over time. I should look at it from the standpoint as like, hey, as soon as I swipe this within a week or within two weeks, I need to go ahead and pay that right back off. Right? That's the mindset that you that you need to have. Because if you if you go with the general mindset of like, oh, well, I can pay it back over time, that's what they want you to do. Because that's why you have interest. And that's another thing that you should you should look at is the the interest associated with a lot of these particular credit cards that you get and that help and that's another reason why you should have you should want to have good credit because better credit you have the lower interest rates they give you on credit cards because one of the things that you'll notice is that you may see a commercial or something like that and they'll say well we have APR rates starting as low as five percent right as low as five and so you may think, okay, well, I may not get a five. I can at least maybe get a 10. And then you get the credit card 
and they got you at 25% interest, right? They got you at 25% interest. And if you have that type of interest associated with a card, you should be, your mind should be even more so towards the aspect of as soon as I swipe this, I need to find a way to pay this right back off, right? Because they're going to they're gonna get more money out of you, right? And so that essentially becomes um, a negative mindset if you go about the whole situation and say, hey, well, I'll just pay it off over time because you never know. Next month, you may have something else that you got to pay. So that 25% is going to keep ticking up, ticking up, ticking up. And unfortunate events are going to keep, you know, happening and keep occurring, right? So you should think, you know, you should think about it like that as a reason why you should try to have good credit because that's what they do. They try to, they, they take advantage of you. Um, if any one of you live in, you know, certain neighborhoods, just pay attention to like the surroundings. If you see a lot of check cash in places, a lot of payday lending, you see those type of establishments around a particular area, then you can look at those people. And obviously, of course, everyone is entitled to a, well, let me take that back. I'm not gonna say everyone is entitled. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Everyone is entitled to nice things. Right, everyone is entitled to nice things, but some of these particular places, the way that they set it up is they take advantage of the people that don't have good credit scores, or to go back to what I said, people that don't have good reputations. And so you're not gonna see a person with a 700 plus credit score going to these particular places, right? They don't have to go there because they can go to the the nice furniture store or the night, or they can go to Best Buy and places like that, and they can get approved for a card and just pay it on there and have an interest rate of maybe 9 or 10% versus going to a payday lender or a place that sells you furniture and things like that, and you pay on it, you know, every single week. And the reason that they're doing that is because that's their practice. That's their business model. Their business model is taking on risky individuals and saying, hey, you know what? If we give this particular set amount every week and then we compound this amount of interest on it, then essentially they're going to pay for this stuff before they essentially default on it, right? So those are some of the things that occur when you don't have a good credit score or whatever like that. And the whole thing is like, you should want to strive to get out of those particular um, things. And obviously, of course, like I said, you know, those people, that's their business. I'm not gonna say that those people are have ill intentions because that's their business model, but they understand that, hey, it's money to be made in that sector. But I personally, you know, don't like the way that they that they do it because I feel like that you should do more to try to help the people rather than hinder the people. Because it was a story that I heard one time. It was a lady that I remember she bought, I think, a couch or something. One of the, the guys I listened to, he was telling me this, John Hope Bryant. Um, and essentially it was a couch or something. And so what they do is they compound the interest like daily. 
And so initially she went in there and it was at a certain amount, maybe like $300 or something like that. And I think maybe she missed a payment and then they sent her a bill for like eleven dollars or $1,200, right? $1,100 or $1,200. So, and the, the thing about that is, it's like, that's, that's terrible, but it goes back to the aspect of how people take advantage of people when they don't have it, when they feel that they, they know a little bit more than they know, right? That's, what, that's essentially what happens. The smart people, they take advantage of the people who are not as smart. And when I say smart, I'm not talking about a person with a 4.0 versus a person with a 2.5. It just depends on what it is that you're smart in. If you're smart in a particular arena, then you can take advantage of a person that isn't as smart, right? So it doesn't matter essentially what your GPA or whatever it is. It's just do you have a, a, a better understanding of something than someone else does, right? And so those are some of the horror stories that, you know, happen, but... Again, those are the places that those people's people are relegated to because they don't have good credit scores, right? And and some of these people they don't want to get a good credit score, right? They don't want to get a good credit score for whatever reason, and that can be psychological or you know whatever the situation is. But you know, I don't know, right? I don't know. So. We have to really try to make sure that we are striving to get as best or as good of a credit score as we can. Because when people take advantage of you for you having a bad credit score, it's not really going to help. Because I have, a, I, have a, I have a friend, right? And my friend bought a car. And he bought it from a, a, a dealership where they they take on people, like I said, about they don't necessarily have a good credit score or don't have credit. And, you know, you pay the, the note two weeks, I mean, every every two weeks. And I think he may have financed the car for two or three years. Come to find out after he got the title for the car, the dealership hadn't even reported to any of the credit bureaus that he had been paying for the car. So even with you paying a car off and, you know, essentially trying to establish some credit, they didn't even report it to there. So these are some of the things that, you know, these people do. I mean, even if you have good intentions to say, hey, I want to get myself on track. This is the place that I want to go to. And, you know, they still they still jip me out of three years of credit. <laughs> Man. It's you know these but again these are some of the things that that occur again when you're trying to start or you're trying to rebuild credit or whatever like this so you need to be cognizant and weary of those things so that's why i say the way that i went i would recommend it to everybody just get a secure credit card use it pay it off use it pay it off apply for another card use it use it i mean it was a span of maybe three years and after no a span of two years and you know after two years of having no credit I was at a 600 right and so seven years later because I got my I established my credit in 2011 so eight years later 
I'm I'm almost at eight hundred. But it's been a it's been a it's been a work in process, right? You know, I didn't I didn't come in day one with this, but I can look at the past eight years and say, you know, I made some I made more good decisions than I made bad. And so I have the credit score to reflect that. So I can essentially go anywhere I want to go and put my name beside essentially anything I want to put it beside. But also I'm very cognizant of what it is I put my name beside because a lot of times we have a lot of impulse spending. Because even when I had, when me and my wife got our house, one of the things that the the uh, the bank told me, they said, well, Mr. Horn, you know, you can you can apply for for more money. And she was and she was basing that off of not only my the income that my wife and I had combined, but just off the credit scores that me and my wife had. So even if the income may have didn't add up necessarily to cover something, they would say, well, they have good credit. So they'll get it, you know, they'll get it done. Because a lot of times, sometimes everyone is not looking out for your best favor. And even though you have a good credit score, sometimes they, sometimes people can talk you into signing up for something for their benefit, and it's not to your benefit. And so I essentially told the lady, I said, no, 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 no. I'm fine with this. This is what I want. In the event that something happens, I want to, you know, sit back for a, a couple of months or something like that. I don't want to be pulling my hair out because. That's one of the traps, even with even with good credit scores, you can get caught up in more sophisticated traps, right? Because they can say, oh, well, you have the credit score. Yeah, you know, you can pay this and, you know, pay that. And so what you end up doing is you end up becoming a slave to the things that you purchase. And instead of being the master of the things that you purchase, you become the slave of the things that you purchase. And so you're just slaving every single day to try to, pay for something that you that your credit score said that you could essentially get right so I mean regardless if you have good or bad you can you can be taken advantage of easily right because the thing about these people because one of the things the biggest um, job market in America is retail and that's sales so you know really stop and think about some things you know just look around just look at the amount of things that are trying to be sold to you. Go to a supermarket. Look at the multiple different brands, right? Go to look at the multiple schools and stuff like that and brochures and stuff. People are always trying to sell you something, right? So that's the biggest industry. So the most people in in America are salespeople, right? They're salespeople. And so some are better than others, right? And so if a person can sell you something that is not for your best interest or whatever like that, then they're going to do it. No, not everyone isn't going to do that, but you have some that are going to do it. And so regardless if you have good or bad credit, you have to be on the lookout for that. I always look at every single one of the terms, right? I always try to read every single thing that you're, that you're signing your, your name beside. So so what are some of the things that you that you should you know, use your credit for? You should always use your credit for something that put your name beside something that's going to give you some value back, right? So like maybe a house or something like that. And and a car to an extent, right? To a car to an extent. Because a lot of times what ends up happening is is you may have a good credit score and you may say, "Okay, I want a new vehicle." 
and the you may say, but I want to pay this a certain amount. And that's what ends up really happening is that a lot of times I, I've seen it myself when someone goes to get a car, they ask you one of the things they ask you, okay, what do you feel comfortable with paying a month? And so what the salesperson will do is they'll say, okay, well, this person is comfortable with paying this. So let's extend it out a few more years, right? So you go from maybe four years, which is essentially maybe ideal because uh, the depreciation of the vehicle may not have um, overtaken the value that you still owe on it versus seven years in which at the end of it, you have paid more, a lot more than the value of the vehicle, right? So, but if you're using a vehicle for, let's say for instance, like a person that does like um, trucking or something, right? Let's say you go buy a new truck or something and the truck is 150,000, right? But if that truck puts you in a position to make 300,000, then, you know, that's 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 fine, right? That's, that's fine. The same thing goes for, like you say, if you go buy maybe a rental property or something like that, or you're leasing something out to somebody, you know, whatever the situation is. Just always look for, how can I get money back for putting my name beside this? And if you have more instances in which you're not getting anything of value back in return for what you're putting your name beside, then you need to really stop and reassess what it is that you're doing. Because when you start putting your name beside more things that are not bringing you any value long term, then what ends up happening is in the event that, let's say, for instance, something unforeseen occurs and you may need to sell something, then... You got, let's take a car, for instance. Let's say something happens, you need to sell your car. If you go look at the blue book value of your car, and let's say you still owe 17000 on the car, but the blue book value of the car in mint condition is $14,000, you're in trouble. You can't sell it for seventeen. Because the book value says, oh, it's only 14. And that's in pristine condition. Pristine condition. So, you know, just I always, I always think about it. You know, some people, I always try to look at worst case scenario a lot of times, right? I always try to look at worst case scenario. And when you look at worst case scenario, it, it, really, it really helps you, right? Because um, like someone says, credit is, is hard to build. But it can be gone in a split second. It can be gone in a split second. You know, one wrong decision, um, just you may be a little bit greedy for something, and it hits the fan, and next thing you know, boom, you're gone. 100 points, 200 points. Um, me personally, I've taken the biggest drop I've taken is a 30-point drop, and that's solely on me because – when you have your credit cards and things like that, you have a you, you have a credit limit, but based on the way that the credit score is set up, you don't want to go, you don't want to necessarily use more than 10% or really 15% of your credit, right? Because if you use more, then it's going to be a drop because now it's like, okay, now you're becoming fully dependent upon credit. And so now they're looking at you a little strange. So it's a real unique complicated process, right? 
you know, some people have a few rules to it and things like that, but it's a real unique process. And before I get out of here, uh, I want to talk about one last thing that they're, that they're doing, which is which is great. They've, fought, they've now added that people that are paying rent, they are now reporting that to your to your credit because I don't know if any one of you knew that or not that you paying rent, they weren't they weren't they weren't reporting that to any of the credit bureaus, right? They weren't reporting that it's any of the credit bureaus. So that's why a lot of people who may be renting a long period of time and you don't necessarily have a lot more with it. You could go to a bank and say, well, hey, I've been paying rent for X amount of years. And they may say, well, you know, that doesn't show up in your credit score, so I'm sorry, we can't help you. But now they are putting it up there. I read about that a long time ago, a couple of, a few years ago, actually. and But now I see that they actually have it in in motion where they're, they're going to allow for you to uh, have your rent payments go on your credit. So... That's a good thing. So um, if anyone had any intentions on buying a home or anything like that or making a major purchase for a car or something like that, then that, that becomes real beneficial because now they have a history of saying, okay, well, this person has paid rent. And that's essentially all credit is, like Jay Morrison told me. It's just making payments over time. So it'd be great if everything that you make payments with over time uh, were to go to your credit score utilities, all of that good stuff, you know. A lot more people would probably have better credit scores. But, you know, again, those are some of the things that we may have to lie before, right? Anyway, it's a Shy Horn, Paradigm 132 Podcast. Uh, again, leave any comments, things that you uh, want to talk about, if you want to be a potential um, guest interview. Um, as long as you fit under one of the four criterias of entrepreneurship, finance, education, and health and fitness, uh, we can I, I can squeeze you in. We can uh, we can get going. And uh, again, just just subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> I'm out. Peace.